Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Mark, I am so excited. Have you heard? Two Old Queens is now selling merch. I know. We are talking t-shirts, hoodies, magnets, stickers, notebooks, wall tapestries. We've got six iconic, completely original designs created by the very talented Michael Lloyd. Now, who doesn't want a bitchy pillow that lets you know that felt is a process? Or a phone case that features Al Pacino in cruising. Or a onesie that says, eat shit, funny girl. There's a link to the store in our show notes, or you could just go to tpublic.com, search for Two Old Queens, and there we are. And every month, Two Old Queens will be donating 30 percent of our proceeds to a different charity. Right now, we're donating to the Okra Project. The Okra Project is focused on bringing home cooked, healthy, and culturally specific meals and resources to Black trans people wherever they can reach them. So go buy some merch and be sure to take a picture of you showing it off and tag us. Would it kill you to tag us? Would it kill us? you? I don't think so. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's Two old queens, it's two old queens, they're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens, it's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello! Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I'm so excited about our guest this week. Please introduce him to our listeners. Well, he's a funny, really cool actor. You know him from Bruce uh-huh. Brothers and the movie Guest House. It's Mike Castle. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Mike. I appreciate your artistically placed guitar right behind Thank you. Thank you. Yes, zone. I barely play. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. you really are cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess if you have callus is your cool yes but they're from all sorts of other things oh i but, see you know but when holding a guitar you can try and really show them there's also a ukulele out of frame 
if really? you want me to prop oh, wow. that up. No, I'll take your word for it. Okay, it's, so. it's an audio medium. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mike, are you a fan of like serial killers? Are you like fascinated by serial killers? <laughs> you know, I guess so. I I don't think I I like that characterization generally. You know, like, and I certainly don't like. You know, I wouldn't want to say I'm a true crime fanatic or anything, but I do. You don't stand like... Ted Bundy, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> no, but I do consume. I realized unbelievable amounts of content about murderers and crime and all that stuff. Well, it's a golden age of that right yeah. now. I feel it's like, like you don't even ha have to want to consume it. It yeah. ends up just being like the last podcast on the left is the one I listen to mm -hmm. the most where I'm like, I just one. sit and listen to those guys talk. And then I happen <laughs> to be, you know, listening to them talk about deranged series. Now you're a casual expert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember years ago, my family we were on vacation in Arizona to see the Grand Canyon, and it was right when the Jeffrey Dahmer story was like, like breaking. And like, this was like the '90s, so it was like you couldn't get anything. I just remember every uh, grocery store we went into, I was looking for a People magazine because they were having a cover story on Jeffrey Dahmer, and I wanted it more than anything. You were so hungry for representation. That I'll take what I can yeah. get. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had a, a, the nineties. Randomly, my uh, one of my brothers. I grew up in Chicago, and we were going to go on a family trip to Florida. But it was right when Andrew Cunanan was uh, sure. killing, and I remember my brother was really scared of going. He was like certain that we would be killed by him. I was like, it's very niche. He's yeah. a niche killer. He's you not, should be know, so lucky. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> Because you're you are uh, the heir apparent to the Versace throne. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that plot detour in the uh, that show about Canada. this wholesome Chicago family shows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of wholesome, and, great segue, Mark, uh, and Americana, perhaps the ugly underneath. Sure. We're talking about Silence of the Lambs, John. What's the deal with Silence of the Lambs? Mark, let me tell you the deal about Signs of the Lambs. It came out in 1991. It was directed by Jonathan Demme from a screenplay by Ted Talley, adapted from Thomas Harris's 1988 novel of the same name. It stars Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling, a young FBI trainee who is pulled out of her training to apprehend a serial killer known only as Buffalo Bill, who skins his female victims' corpses. She must create a psychological profile and seeks the advice of the imprisoned Dr. Hannibal Lecter, a brilliant psychiatrist, psychiatrist and cannibalistic serial killer. Anthony Hopkins plays Lecter and Ted Levine plays Bill. It also features Scott Glenn and Anthony Held. Sons of the Lambs was released on February 14th, 1991. Happy Valentine's Day. And grows $272.7 million worldwide against a $19 million budget. And it was the fifth highest grossing film of 1991. It was critically acclaimed upon its release. It was only the third film in Academy Awards history to win all top five categories. That's Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. It is regularly cited as one of the greatest, most influential films of all time. The American Film Institute ranked it as the fifth greatest and most influential thriller film of all time, with the characters Clarice and Hannibal Lecter as the greatest film heroine and villain, respectively. It was considered culturally and historically or aesthetically significant by the U.S. Library of Congress and was selected to be preserved in the National Film Registry in 2011. And a sequel titled Hannibal came out in 2001 and which Hopkins reprised his role, and it was followed by two prequels, Red Dragon and Hannibal Rising. And that is the deal with Silence of the Lambs. Woo! So, Pretty Mike, good. you picked a real niche uh, <laughs> a movie. Why Silence of the Lambs? You know, I, I recently, I, I, I made the decision to buy it on Blu-ray. 
Sure. Which in this day okay. and age, it was a criterion. So, you know, that's how you half go, off like, Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. I might yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I got it and it's just kind of, I would just stare at the box and I was like, I haven't watched that movie since I was much younger. I don't really know that I remember the nuance of it and stuff. And, and because I, I love the movie Red Dragon. I was so into oh, really? that movie growing up. Yeah, because I okay. thought, I loved Edward Norton in it. I found Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's just amazing. And he was like a scum in that movie. And then mm -hmm. the sort of torment of the main character, the uh, Ray Fiennes character, is just excellent. And something I really felt while uh, watching Silence of the Lambs is uh, I, I just love Hannibal. Like, I, I wish he would mentor me. I wish he would kind of be a father figure in my life. Uh, you know, minus all the obvious bad stuff. But I go, sure, sure, I actually sure. I love almost fashion, everything yeah. he says. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, so what did, did you rewatch it then recently? Yes, yeah. And did you feel like it held up? I just loved it. And you know what? Honestly, one of the first things that you said in there about like the Americana, the sort of filmic quality of what mm -hmm. it looks like. I, I really agree. Watching it, just turning it on, I think because so many things are so um, bright and CGI enhanced, yes. even if it's not a Marvel movie at this point. Everything looks uh, like a TV show. Yes, and it also looks like you're watching a play on our mm. weird like 4K TVs or whatever <laughs> we're dealing with. Um, but there's something about the quality of it, even the shadow, even like the director is amazing. And he also yeah. did Philadelphia, which I feel like couldn't be tonally more different. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> There's well, a different kind of killer stalking the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I truly, truly loved it. And also, I, I read the Wikipedia earlier today, oh. and I was interested. One really fascinating thing on it was the actors who turned down the main parts and why. Very bizarre. Or, oh, yeah. or like the ones that the actors that they would pass on. Like they passed on Laura Dern as... Clarice, because they didn't think she would be enough of a name. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a very different movie. Right. Very it's completely different. different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery was one of the people who was up for Hannibal Lecter. Like, I, I know. That's a very different movie. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think De Niro was up for it, too. You just go, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, John, what's your back's history with Silence of the Lambs? What did you think? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it when it came out. I remember seeing it when it came out. I think it was great then. Uh, and uh, I, I'm sure I've watched it a handful of times over the years and rewatching it uh, last night. I was like, this is, God damn it, this is a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> controversial take. Um, sure. But yeah, uh, it's it's really great. I've seen, I saw like the, the it's, it's, it sort of is a sequel to Manhunter, which I think came out in like right. 86 or 88, although they don't say it is, and I get why they don't say it is. Um, so I definitely saw that, and I've seen all the prequels, but I think this one is the best, absolutely, like hands down the best of all of them. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Holds up. How about you, Mark? What is your history with science? <laughs> I remember the first time I saw I didn't see it in the theaters. I remember I rented it from pay-per-view from the cable Ooh. company, which we had to do back then. <laughs> um, and I ordered a pizza and I remember watching it in like at four o'clock in the afternoon and I loved it. Um, <laughs> it's one of those movies whenever it's on, I still get sucked into it's, yes. it's so rewatchable and like because the thing yeah. just moves like a bullet train, but it then really like does. the scenes are so like arresting. And I love that it takes like this pulpy, what could be like in other sloppier hands, like a pulpy airport paperback thriller and it like elevates it to like high art, right. I think. So I think it's 
phenomenal. I never get tired of watching it. So uh, this is the first time in weeks we've all loved a movie. Yeah. That doesn't happen <laughs> a lot on this podcast. Does not, no. Well, even though I read the wiki, I, I don't think I fully took in that it won those five main awards. That's amazing. That's crazy for a movie to win those Oscars. Thriller, There's only you know? two other movies that have done that. Do you know what they are? No. Uh, it Happened One Night and right. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh. No way. Those are the only other two movies that have done that uh, five award hat trick. Hmm. Very cool. They're in good company. Mm -hmm. Well, Mike, as you may or may not know, but I feel like you do, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge these movies. So we're going to go through a ton of categories, and at a certain point, you are going to add a category, and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. We did I'm talk about saying that in unison beforehand, but we oh, are doing we it did now. It. And Mike, you are lucky enough. We are debuting our scoring system 3.0, recently updated. You're the inaugural uh, recipient. I don't know. You say victim. Uh, victim. <laughs> victim. That's um, um, very right for this for this movie. So we're all going to give a. You'll see what happens. This is the current top five gayest movies ever, and the percentage is their score. So number five with a 78.59 percent. Bradley Cooper's The Star Is Born. Number four with 78.63% Strictly Ballroom. Number three with a 79.51% Grease 2. Number two with 83% Clue. And number one gayest movie ever with 94.83% Female Trouble. All right. Mike, any, we've done like 60 movies. Any, if you had to guess where you think Silence of the Lambs is going to end up in terms of how gay it is, what would you say? Is there a score, a range you're looking to land in? Hmm. Let me say, Kinda, the least gay well, is Goodwill Hunting and Kramer versus Kramer are tied. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm going to put it in the in the twenties somewhere. In the twenties, I think. Yeah. Be. Okay. We'll see. All right. So our first group of caddies, we're all going to give it a score from zero to a hundred, and then we take the average, and that's the score it gets in that category. Oh, all great. right. Okay. So the first category, <laughs> actual gay characters. On a scale of zero to hundred, how would you score Silence of the Lambs for actual gay characters? I will say this, there's not a lot watching it. At first I thought maybe Dan Butler, who uh, is one of the like bug the experts. Bug guys. Uh, uh -huh. Cause he, 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 that actor himself is gay. Sure. Um, Bulldog from Frasier. Yes. The, uh, that's how My you mom used to think it was so funny that Bulldog from Frasier, the sexist. My mom really She thought he was so well. funny <laughs> that he was actually gay in real life. My mom would say that all the time. Me it was too. Like, one of those trivia things I really knew. I was like, okay, I know, mom. Thanks, mom. Before there's Wikipedia, there's yeah. moms. Yeah. <laughs> but then at the very end, he like asked to take a picture with that girl, with uh, Clarice's friend. So yeah. I was like, oh, he's probably not gay. But it seems like um, Buffalo Bill is and Bruce, the head in the jar, right, are gay because they were in a relationship. Oh, Hannibal right. Says. It's so difficult with uh, Buffalo Bill because he's so like scary. Like he, he's so <laughs> erratic. Like that you, you know, there's like some line where um, Hannibal says he. He thinks he's transsexual, but he isn't right. really. Like, right. They, they go to great. Mean? They kind of go to great pains. To sh it's kind of sloppily. It's like the biggest fault of the movie. I think. It's it a made me want to read the book, handled. though. 
Yeah. Yeah. It it made me go like, they must go into great detail in the book, I hope. I think there's a scene they cut out where they talk about, like, he is not a transsexual. Like, okay, okay. But you're still (laughs) kind of presenting him as that. Yeah, Regardless. Yeah, I think they what they mean to do is make him seem like someone who doesn't who doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere. Like that's yeah, right. I read. Like, like in his house, like there's all these different weird group like stuff from different groups. So it's like he's trying to find a place to fit in. Like he's uh-huh. just someone who's like psychosis and mental uh, whatever problems uh, make him feel like he doesn't fit in anywhere. So, and who can relate yeah. to that? He's one of those yeah. rare people where you feel like you can actually unequivocally say that Freud would have a field day. <laughs> Where you go, yes. like, it's all laid out. It's great. Look around his house. Look at the way he talks. Look at what he's into. Couldn't be more right obvious. There. You could really phone this yeah, one in, Freud. Great. <laughs> You're gonna. It's gonna unpack very nicely. I hate that swastika quilt he has, though. Like, yeah. who sewed that? Ugh. And it's orange. <laughs> the swastika. Well, it's also orange. that's well, sort of what I mean about it. like the oh, er- erraticness of him, where he's so so many things when you're watching it and i remember right. too when i first noticed the swastika thing i was like all right so he's he's got all these random things right. that don't necessarily normally overlap so it is i feel like the, the point is that he's looking for a group in more and more extreme sort of now uh, he'd probably be like a flat earther yeah right right yeah, yeah you know he would love trump uh, <laughs> yeah so if you wanted to give this he does have great taste in music though I'll give him that. Buffalo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I if you that. had to give a number. What is he listening to? Q Lazarus, Goodbye Horses. That yeah, it's amazing. really nice. And he's, you know. Okay. And All it's right. going down the hallway, and it's very creepy. It's really great. There's also this music video that's called um, Lotion by, I can't think of what the <laughs> band is called, but it's, it's, it's about, it's like a song written about that thing where the chorus is, it puts the lotion on its skin. It's it's honestly the banger. I, I hate to admit it, but I, I love it. It's a great song. It's a bop. Uh, but yeah, I guess I would go. Well, wait. When when using this scale, do you go? Is it within the universe of the movie itself, or can we go to the broader context of the world that the movie, like the fact that Jodie Foster is a lesbian. Oh, you know, her like, character's not gay. Right. The actual gay, just the characters in the movie, I would then say. It's do we know her character's not gay? I mean, we don't know that she's not straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't know. That's so, she's not actually right. gay then. Right. I mean, then I would say probably extremely low. <laughs> it was you the know? 90s. It was very don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> sure. I don't know if that extended to the FBI as well yeah, as the military. I'm but... sure it did. <laughs> I feel like Hannibal would have the mentioned worst it. Don't you think Hannibal would have been able to like pluck that out of her? Very true. Yeah, he would know? have used that that guy throwing the semen at her to to make a yeah. point. <laughs> That's a first. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I get why you hate it or something. <laughs> so if you had to give a number for actual gay characters, Mike, what would it be? I, you also I guess... don't have to go first if you don't want to. Normally, I'm no, I, wa- I want to go first because okay, I'm, I'm happy to see how different my score is from yours. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll go 15 because the actual gay representation also feels negative because it's with I, like yes. Nazi murderer, <laughs> you know, psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't see Buffalo Bill as gay representation, though. No, but he is like a gay character. They say he's gay. He was in a relationship with Bruce, the guy whose head is in the jar. Hannibal and says also, there were a couple. I feel like he's not. But I think he says movies. like he doesn't know where he belongs. I think he's like. They're saying he's not trans, like... but he could. You could be gay and not trans. I, I know what you're saying. Though, Impossible, Jeff. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, if, I don't know. I think, but then apparently, Jonathan Demi says in the director's commentary that there's photos of like Bill with like uh, female strippers. It's all kind of muddled to me. But there's yeah. stuff yeah. definitely something we could say. Buffalo Bill is definitely queer. Yeah, okay. it comes off queer. To me. I wonder. Okay. Do they say anything about sexual gratification that he's getting? Because it doesn't ever seem like there is anything sexual no. other than like almost no. like a want for self-lust. It's just more that transformation aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that he's almost asexual. In some way, yeah. 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 Interesting. John, what are you going to give it for actual gay characters? Uh, I'll give it a 10, just because I imagine some of those FBI recruits have got to be gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tight shirts a little too tight. Yeah, a, a little too excited during that wrestling mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a 14. Give it an average of 13. All right, next category. Drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Silence of the Lands and come away with a whole book of ideas? Well, I will say this. In my Googling, uh, Sharon Needles, season four <laughs> winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, did a show called Silence of the Trans. Hmm. Strong. Um, That's age so twelve. She was obviously inspired. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, she that inspired a drag queen. There you go, and also just the themes mm-hmm. of transformation themselves. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I would I'm going first again with scoring here, right? Yes. Sure. Always. I want to go with Unless ninety. I want to go ninety. Yeah. Okay. Because and let me tell you, my favorite thing I see in the drag world is when mm. they take something that is sort of like self-serious masculine yes. and then like blow it out to like David Byrne, like Dick Tracy <laughs> proportions that it like looks oh, wild. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm picturing like mm-hmm. all the, an FBI themed, a Clarice themed drag sort of situation I think could look very cool. <laughs> I'd love I to think see also it. Buffalo Bill's tucking. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Someone watch that and say, that's how you do them. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he does have like that, that like that sort of like, robe like sort of cape thing that sort of has a big sort of right. drag reveal and then uh, hannibal does an actual face reveal he takes true. off this face of the yeah. the guard that's a real you thought a wig reveal was exciting <laughs> what do you see what he does <laughs> with his face there would have to be face reveals then in that show for sure <laughs> total facial transformations you could take off that mask thing <laughs> the mask mm-hmm. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 75 75 um yeah i think 75 sounds right that sounds good to me uh yeah there's i think there are like nothing in here is like so it's all very ground the movie's so grounded that like the costumes Mm -hmm. and things aren't so crazy but i think they are iconic like these looks are even just her coat you know and then she also wears a turtleneck under a sweater can you picture (laughs) that happened in the 90s which is weird if you do the speech the where she's explaining, the, if anything, just stop the silence. If I could save just one. <laughs> yeah. And you made that slow and remixed it, it would be a great like beat drop in the middle of a show. Sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> or you cut it to it in between like performance of Katy Perry's Roar, maybe. Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> All right. Next category on a scale of 0 to 100, gay icons. I think Jodie Foster is, Absolutely. A, yeah, is a gay icon. Definitely. Also, I would say it seems like uh, is Hannibal Lecter a gay icon? Hmm. He's definitely an icon, but I know they get more into it in the TV show. But the character of Hannibal is not gay because in the book, Hannibal, he and Clarice end up together. People were hated it. Interesting. That seems weird. Yeah, that does seem weird. We like being shocked, but to a point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Please keep it sadist and dirty and really I'm, scary. Right. I, guess be <laughs> I mean, there's a way which, like, I sort of get it. Like, like, would I sleep with Jeffrey Dahmer for the story? I, it would be tempting. Sure. <laughs> sure. Also, in his earlier days, I, you know, in Red Dragon, when you see Hannibal entertaining people, I, I feel that he, everyone basically wanted to fuck him. Right, because he's like the alpha, and no matter where yeah. he goes, he is the most powerful mm -hmm. person. Yeah. And people are attracted to power. And I, he's just so, you know, I, I don't want to say reasonable, but, you know, in, in that, or, you know, he's so eloquent, I guess. Right. I just, I so he does have like a code, you know what I mean? Like yes. he does have like a very sort of like clear code that to a certain degree, you're like, okay, I get it. Like also like I, what, what is the next movie? Was it, Hannibal? Is it Hannibal? Yeah. Where yeah, like the, the with... opening where it's like the, the guy in the, 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 like the horn player in like that orchestra is flat and that's why he kills yes. him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's like, very gay. Like, yeah. Like killing him that it's off key or whatever. Well, and he compliments Senator Ruth Martin on her suit. Sure. That's right. You know, so he has a, he's definitely a, a feat. Is that how but you it's say so it? antagonistic, you know? So yeah. pretty rude. <laughs> Which actually, I guess, is kind of like a sort of bitchy gay, like to, to really hurt her as she's walking away. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what do we want to... Oh, also, Frederica has a poster of Madonna in her bedroom. Who's Frederica? The girl, that, the, uh, the, the first, first victim. victim, right? Yeah. When Jodie Foster goes to her bedroom, oh, and she's right. this, there's a poster No, it's Madonna. not Madonna, it's Blondie. There's two. There's a or Madonna one. Both? Oh, okay. I'm positive it's usually Madonna. I clock those kind of things because she's not okay. blonde in it. It's like the early, uh, like 87 ish, or all right. Um, I guess I, I would go with a 50 probably 50 because it's so yeah, iconic right. of a role for her, yes. That you sort of and, and I was thinking too, something I really like in it is the thick brusqueness of her accent. <laughs> I just it's amazing every time I first start watching it, I, I go, Oh, right. It, her accent it's amazing it's so good but then sometimes <laughs> i forget that she doesn't really sound like that when i hear in other things like <laughs> she doesn't sound like clarice like i'm so that's so burned in my brain yeah what is that like because i feel like there have been parts where she kind of you know like in the senate hearing in contact i think she <laughs> yeah. reprises that tone right it's something like holly hunter ish or something going yes on exactly yes. It's, it's, it's very holly hunter there's some sort of venn diagram there yeah. Um. I think. Uh. I think fifty sounds really good. I'm going to give it a fifty. We'll give it a fifties across the board. All right. The next category: the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Um. Here's the thing. Yes. I would say it's not super horny for the male form, but there's a lot of times, like, where the male gaze sort of happens. Like at one scene where uh, Jodie Foster and her and her friend are jogging and they jog past a group of male cadets and they all turn and just look at them. And then there's also Buffalo Bill with his glasses, with his weird night vision goggles. And he's looking at both uh, Jodie Foster. And then earlier on with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Catherine, uh, that victim, Catherine you Martin. know, so like, yes. Yeah. So there's that, but that's not the camera looking at that's like, right. literally sure. that's the traditional male gaze. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I would say, I remember being a kid and first seeing that whole moment of the reveal of his tucked penis. And it was so shocking to me. It, it was unlike mm -hmm. anything yep. I had ever seen. But, and I, I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching, 
but it was like so fascinating <laughs> yeah. that I, I feel like it was like one of the first things that opened my mind up to just like sexuality as something that someone's even dealing with. Yeah. You know, it's just like the whole, because I remember too, it, it was so early on in my experience of understanding what bodies even looked like that I mm -hmm. didn't understand his penis was tucked at first. Like oh. I was just like, and I was like, wait, something is off here. You know, it was a very, a very strange, very early memory. I do feel that so for that saying... reason, I want to go kind of up on it where it's, it is truly one of the most iconic, or at least for me, like built in mm -hmm. shots of a man in a movie. That's very true. It's it's like one of the most iconic movie clips that they could never use in an Oscars. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even even if it's just the moments before any kind of reveal, everyone would go like, "Oh, right." And then he oh. tucked his penis. I mean, this is the year to do uh, the Oscars salute to tucking. This is the yeah. year to do it. <laughs> Who cares? True. That a little crying game. Yeah. I don't know what else you've got. Uh, you Ace know. Ventura, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, all those ladies. Any drag queen movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, I think maybe it's just because I've gotten older. It was like Scott Glenn is really hot in this. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah, good-looking yeah. man. Yeah, super handsome, and and he's so that like kind of masculine that yes. especially at that time, or you know anything he's in, he's kind of always got that type of like really strong southern feeling masculinity right. or something, but not in a not in a negative like, way. It's like he stepped out of like To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Yeah. And you go, I kind of want to trust him. Like, I trusted him with Clarice, even though, didn't there feel like there was one or two scenes where there was this weird, like, sexual power dynamic between them? Obviously, the one when they go and they're around all those cops, and, like, he's right. kind of not backing her up, you know? Like, oh, right, right. There, see, it, that felt to me like being sort of withholding in a, a, like, internal relationship you're having with someone that, like, neither of you are fully aware of, you know, basically mm -hmm. having a crush. Or then you're punishing your crush, you know? Right. How dare you it not reciprocate? It, yes. <clears throat> it does seem like, though, like, a lot of stuff, like, when he it always seems like he's very smart and it seems like you want to trust him, but, like, he doesn't do Clarice very well. You know what I mean? Like, right. he sends her in to, to, like, that was sort of crazy that he sent this student in to check out Hannibal, you know, to interview Hannibal Lecter. Sure. Yes. And, the, like, he lied to her and he, like put, like, put her in very weird situations, which is just, like... This is a good thing this worked out because if it didn't, you're a horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have to report you. <laughs> but also, you probably seem... should be fired for what you've done. Didn't it feel like he was being condescending, basically right at the end when when they're flying and they're like, "We got it, Clarice. You know, oh, you did yeah, good yeah. or whatever." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I felt very angry at him at, at that line. I was like, "You don't know anything." <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what James Gum is all about. So, what do you want to give? Male, the male gaze, G A Y Z E for Silence of the Lambs, zero to a hundred. I'm gonna go. I, I'm extremist. I'm gonna go eighty-five because on top of everything, Ted Levine's body is great. It's just terrific. He looks great. Like he's in good. <laughs> he's a little spindly, but he looks great. Well, I was thinking this first. I'm like, how is he getting these girls in and out of these wells? That's right. not easy. I guess if you have a winch, that's doing most of the work. Yeah, but, but still, man, I, I, I think gravity's well. doing a lot of the work. Uh -huh. <laughs> we got to get them out, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but when they're dead. And I guess like the, the bucket had to lose weight. Maybe he climbs down there, hooks them up or something. God, I, I mean, know. even a hundred pounds is hard to get out of a well. For sure. Um, John, what are you going to give Silence of the Lambs for male gaze? I think that's the quote huh. for this for the episode. <laughs> I mean, your male argument is your uh, your male your well argument is very persuasive. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a 65. 
65. I mean, if this a lot was, of those FBI guys did have a nice little tight shirt. If on. this was the female gaze, there's so many shots of pe- men looking directly into the camera, and Clarice not. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. we're but that in was her a, that head was a, so much. And then it's kind of that equal was a, a when point she's from the director. And yeah, uh, and that's it's kind of equal when she and Hannibal are talking to each other. Kind of fun. Um, I'm also gonna I'm gonna give it a sixty for the male gaze. That's just... also something that makes it feel very good. Is what you're talking about that it's that you know that those things are these intentional sort of cinematographic things that are all being thought about to create right? basically <laughs> for some like you know uh, TV and movies college professor to like jerk off to you know Absolutely. That's, like... that's my favorite pastime. <laughs> Dragging off the filmic techniques. Yeah, exactly. You'll notice there's a darkened X above his head in this scene. <laughs> if you really want to blow your mind, look at the oranges in The Godfather. All right, the next category: entrances with pizzazz. How are the entrances okay. in there? Well, I will, here I'll say, what's the guy's name that he hates so much? Who runs the? Oh, the doctor. Prison? Yeah. Chilton. I feel Chilton. that Chilton has ba- basically Kramer level entrances. His hair is enormous. <laughs> he wears these broad jackets and he's always like striding in, but you get the impression he's small or I felt like he seems sure. very small. Insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a mess getting off that plane when they end up in Haiti or wherever they are. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, and he stands out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's impressive that in a movie with Hannibal Lecter, he's the one you hate the most. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well because like you feel like uh he's not as smart or in- cool as hannibal lecter but he has power over hannibal lecter that feels wrong yeah you know? i would also say with hannibal his it's sort of like his entrances i feel are often it, it's like the beginning of like an opera or like a ballet where it's like the start of an act where he's already in pose yes. and he's like mm-hmm. ready for it to begin. Like, I feel like we're always coming up as he's standing in perfect posture mm-hmm. and then kind of twist to reveal himself, which feels high, you know, panache to me. Right. And just that buildup when Clarice finally goes into the asylum and they're telling her the rules and like it, the light goes red when he shows her what he right, did to yeah. them. They're really just building. And to be the actor, to have to like match that, uh, right, it's amazing. Also, Catherine Martin, uh, American Girl, blasting. That's pretty pizzazzy. Yeah, true. Tom and Petty, I guess. Tom Petty's got pizzazz. Get out of here. Okay. And also, uh, wait. yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I just... think that <laughs> I think that Buffalo Bill as a character, the way he is played, is so bizarrely full of pizzazz like there are so many things that he says that i feel we've learned more and more with like you know documentaries about killers they always say these very bizarrely you know you'll never forget he said this thing or whatever Mm -hmm. like even the way that buffalo bill says like is this about that big big, great great big frat girl you know, like even yeah, that, yeah. it's like such a creepy way to like announce yeah. yourself to make the, you know, your awareness known. So, and even the way he first goes up to Catherine Martin to, you know, do that. And he's making such a show of his immobility with his arm in the sling as he's trying to move the couch. So it feels like there are a lot of subtle, but actually almost cartoonish uh entrances <laughs> buffalo bill is almost like an alien pretending to be human like he doesn't yes. quite he's yeah. like using a google translator he doesn't <laughs> quite get it one entrance uh 
really stuck out to me this time was when they're seeing the they go to the the funeral home and the mortician like reveals the body with like a real flourish uh-huh. oh yeah like a magician almost uh-huh. but also, beyond the, the, yeah, the corner ahead. presenting there's a big presentation of the uh <laughs> the moth after it's pulled out of uh, the throat. oh yeah that moth's got a, the mm-hmm. dead head moth what a great entrance yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right that? out of her mouth right out of her mouth but beyond that, like, it's not, like, a flashy movie in a lot of, like, right. you know, like a Spielberg yeah. or something. It's very, like, grounded, you know, stylistically in some way. So what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz? For the reasons we've mentioned here, and because of the way that that, as I'm picturing the doctor in my mind right now, he is such a cartoon mm-hmm. that I, I have to give it about a 65. 65. Uh... Yeah, I'll go 60. I don't think there's a lot like even I'm like rewatching the the Lecter like first intro. I was like, oh, right, this is it. And I was like, oh, it's sort of like he doesn't really enter like we come upon him. Uh-huh. But even though it does have a lot of drum, but I'll give it a 60. 60. Uh, I think I'm also going to give it a 65. Give it an average of 63.33. All right. Next category on a scale of zero to 100. Strident women. Well, we got Clarice. Clarice. She stands up for herself all the time. She does. That's like Catherine Martin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the way she yells at him and grabs the dog and, and all that dog, stuff, yeah. you can tell that that hasn't happened to him before. And it it's it's like redemptive for you when you're watching it, where you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. That little innocent dog. Kill that dog. <laughs> Stupid lap dog. I do the opening shot of there's something I noticed this time was when Clarice, it's very opening. She gets into an elevator and it's full of like these guys in red shirts that are like a foot taller than her. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. the next cut, she's the elevator opens. She's the only one who comes out. She's the only one who comes out. It's like, oh, she's like the survivor. She's like triumphed over these. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's great. great. That's amazing. Yeah, she she killed them all on that on that elevator. Mm -hmm. Metaphorically, yeah, they never panned down. They never Uh, know. (laughs) Also, uh, Catherine Martin's mom, the senator, yeah, quite strident, and also kind of wouldn't give in to the the Hannibal bullying. You know, she was basically out of there right when it became clear that he was. you know, playing games. Right? Yeah. There's also that moment where Clarice tells her boss, hey, it wasn't cool when you didn't stick up for me right there. Right. Because she points out, well, cops look to you about how to act. Uh-huh. So God, be better. God, her accent. Oh, I could just hear it, yeah. you know, it's just in that moment. <laughs> it matters. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she did ASMR as Clarice. Truly. <laughs> so what do you want to give this for strident women? I feel like you can tell I'm giving into the peer pressure of your guys' more level uh, uh, points. <laughs> Don't so do I, it. I, I, Don't I do it. Wanna, Follow your heart. I, yeah, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my heart here. I'm gonna pump it up to about a seventy nine. Seventy nine. Okay. Because they also give they give a lot of wideness to a lot of female entrances. We watch like these big. <laughs> walking you know going to face the fucking whoever the dragon is in each moment and i feel like we get a lot of space with it and also when the senator turns and you know abruptly leaves i i love that yeah (laughs) 79 john uh i think i wouldn't call clarice strident necessarily i mean yes you definitely um but i will go i'll go 71 71 uh, I'm gonna go 80 because to me it's clear the way we define Strident. I think 
she totally mm-hmm. fits the bill. Yeah, plus within the, you know, stuffy confines of that sort of bureaucracy, yep. we the three of us sure. wouldn't be able to rise there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't be we would strident. We would be pouty and quit really fast. She's being strident. You know, like that's what's really happening there. Okay, our next category that might do very well here: macabre. How macabre is Silence of the Lambs? I guess I. I mean, it's pretty. Is there macabre. anything more macabre? It's so perfectly macabre. Like it's exactly There's a head what in I a jar. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the even um, the shots, think, the like undignified elements of the bodies, the decomposition mm-hmm, and stuff you mm-hmm. see is so dark and dreary. And one thing that I remember thinking was so weird uh, is when they do do the autopsy. And first of all, not every person does this, which I think is weird. They put that white stuff under their nose yeah. to like to sort of like block the, the scent. Yeah, some uh, people but like they're the two. Smell. They're two like old guys who like just don't do it. I yeah. think because they're used uh, to whatever. it. So I think they are I guess, the more. I also thought that was weird that I was like, this is like a funeral home slash an autopsy place. Like it uh-huh. seemed that seemed odd to me. Um, well, they got record stores slash barbershops. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. Thing. You know what? There's exactly the same thing. You're right. Good point. Good point. I apologize. And there is also like a Pizza Hut Taco Bell. You're yeah, right. There you Ooh, go. What am I thinking? <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> one thing that stuck out to me too, I thought was like, oh, that's particularly gross, was like two thirds of the movie when Hannibal kills those two cops who are like guarding him in that weird cell mm. there's like blood on his baked potato and that to me just felt very macabre <laughs> a waste of food I, the irishman in me was like you didn't need to do oh, toy, that. Toy, toy, toy. <laughs> we had a famine uh there's but also, also even like that yeah. scene that first scene when like clarice first goes to the office at the very beginning of the movie where she walks into that office and it's just like all those polaroids of all those like you know women who've been like skinned and stuff like that yeah. it's just like really totally so dark. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the fact that that is insane asylum telling them you keep to the right. Um, the bug right. The, yeah. when Catherine sees the fingernails in the well. Oh my god! I know. I know. Actually, when you, you like- know, I said that when I made Lauren watch this. You know, th- there'd be moments where she's on her phone or something, and I'd be like, "No, you gotta watch." That was one where <laughs> Catherine started screaming, and then she's like, "What happened?" I was like. You got to see. It's honestly so gross that I, I need you to just see. <laughs> I need you to not sleep tonight. I'm going to rewind, <laughs> and then you're going to stay up all night with me. And then we're going to watch <laughs> car accident footage. <laughs> uh, do you know You know something about – I didn't think this when I was watching the movie, but I was thinking it now. With the uh, not putting the chalk under the nose, there's something in a lot of older movies, and I, I think it was – either more like auteurs who wanted to, you know, have every detail be what they wanted it to be, or more sort of freedom among maybe other people or less of this kind of everything has to look perfectly crisp and everything has Mm. to be totally even and, you know, totally right with no delineation. Uh, I like it in any kind of movie or show when something makes you question something about a character that does not matter at all and the detail is totally inessential and the only way that you come to terms with it is just by giving it your own sort of subconscious narrative you know where just now i'm thinking with the guy not putting it under he's like no i actually i hate the smell of the chalk even more and you're like oh oh shit okay it's just like i love that kind of richness of the environment that's so the the whole movie feels that rich to me right I've got something to do later, but I'm going to yeah. need to smell, so I can't do this now. Yeah. No, my wife gets mad if I come home smelling like the chalk. So what do you want to give this for macabre 
on zero I'm going to go because it also got five Oscars. I'm going to give it a 100. 100, as they say. You know what? I think I'm going to go 100, too, because I think also, like, all the insane stuff, because the movie is so grounded and it does feel like as insane as it is, it feels like this could happen in this world, makes it all the creepier. Mm -hmm. So I will go 100 as well for this one. I'm also going to go 100, giving it an average of 100. That's across the board. (laughs) Well, because also the next movie, Hannibal, that one for me really missed the mark because it was just so, it was just grosser. It's like overwrought. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, and it felt like everything that made me feel like sick watching it, including that they recast the main character and thought we we could watch. That was just crazy. <laughs> I mean, I love Julianne Moore. But she's amazing. Oh my god, I know. If you gotta do it, I mean, that's why we all did see it. But the whole time you're thinking Julianne Moore's doing a good job. She's doing a good job. <laughs> An impossible task. But she's but not she's Clarice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Our next category on a scale of zero to hundred: dramatic lighting. How dramatic is the lighting? There's a ton. Yeah. As you said, the red and the red light and the, the hallway going down to Lecter. Yeah. There's a lot of times, a couple times, I think the second time Jodie Foster goes to visit him, he's just in the dark at the yes. beginning. Like we just see his legs. Right? And he leans forward. That's uh-huh. very dramatic. When also, he kills that, that, that one that guard. That seems to just terminate into shadow. Like, <laughs> right. What goes on after his cell there? It's just darkness. Um. But when he kills that guard and then they open it, does the random there was like a the, a dry ice machine in there too that very he was able to use to make it seem very. Uh, he must have studied theater. Oh or yeah, stagecraft. Oh, or just had a flair yeah, yeah. for the dramatic, you know. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's also that great well, frog in the opening. Yeah. Um. And also, like when Buffalo Bill is like looking at at, at Clarice in, the, in those goggles, those night vision goggles. Yeah. The final and thing, that she it, shoots the glass. And I was the just going to say, the beauty of the in. light coming in there is such a point, yeah. too. Salvation. It feels like such a relief. <laughs> yeah, and the aforementioned reveal of the scratch marks on the in the well. That's rough. Uh-huh. You know what? I'm going to give it 100. 100! <laughs> I'm going to go 93. 93, the year last action hero came out. Um, I'm oh. going to go 98. Give an average of 97. All right, next category, vibrato. So for this category, we don't just mean literal vibrato, although that does count, but just any time the, the director of the, the movie gives you something extra. Like they take a moment, they give it a little more than is maybe necessary, but you'll mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> I think the display of that cop's body is definitely extra. Absolutely. That's vibrato. <laughs> I think that uh, uh, Fava Beans and Cante, that yes. thing yeah, that yes. he does, that's very vibrato. Well, even him saying, love your suit, like all, all yeah. the things, like almost the way to describe Hannibal Lecter would be vibrato, I think. Yes. He just loves flourish. Mm-hmm. Anything that's reductive at all, he doesn't like. I did think this time, like when he's talking to Clarice earlier, like, all right, you're being a little crass, like that almost, some ways it seems like, all right, you could be a little better than that when he asks <laughs> about, you know, like her period. I'm just like, all right, Hannibal, come on. Yeah. I think he's just finding the limits and the boundaries. I guess. So. Yeah, right. I was going to say it felt like <laughs> like a something you would learn when pursuing psychology where you know you say something that's really meant to unnerve or like, you know, catch them off guard and then cuz I think then he immediately segues back to the case. So it it feels right. like mm-hmm. he's just like toying with almost her. training her. Where he's like, you got to do this right. too. You got to be able to go from that to this, you know, or something. We're going to have some know. wild yeah. things in this relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, but almost it's like less that father. he cares about that 
Yeah, but I think, yeah, more to be like, oh, I'm trying to knock you off your game so I can get in deeper. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, oh, I'm actually a crude, crass person. I also really defending Hannibal Lecter. Like oh, I was just gonna go even farther with it, which I was gonna say. There seems like it, it's almost maybe part of his pathology is that he almost thinks he's training Clarice to be better than her bosses, who he reviles. Right. Look up to me, not them. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's what I'm saying at the beginning of this too. When I say I, I kind of like him. Is I, I sure. think that that's why I would be bad at that job, because I, I would go like, <laughs> I should look up to you. You, you would know? be Harley Quinn to his Joker. Yes, yes. Yeah, I would wear whatever he says. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so what do you want to give this for vibrato? I'm feeling the I'm feeling 90. 90. Yeah, Because there's vibrato uh, elsewhere, too. Like we're only talking Hannibal. But there was vibrato to uh, uh, the, the way Ted Levine is getting that, or unable to get that uh, couch into the van. His basement yeah. is vibrato, I would say. Yeah. His basement, yeah. they, everything. That dog, having that dog is vibrato. Mm -hmm. That cutoff shirt he's wearing when he answers the door, that's oh, vibrato. Mm -hmm. Could have covered up a little, seemed a little more like a together guy who has a regular job or something. So just being into bugs <laughs> that much feels like vibrato to me. Really. <laughs> I love that one bug guy who has that weird lazy eye. I don't know if the actor actually has that or if he it's, just did it's it. beautiful. I cannot look over yeah. that. I love looking at that guy. <laughs> and like his absolutely profound like preoccupation with his own interest in his job is great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do have to say though, as someone who used to have a lazy eye but got it fixed, I did used to like buckle at the notion, oh, someone's got a lazy eye. So now we're in strange territory. Uh -huh. Like things are a little <laughs> off kilter if someone has a lazy eye. Oh, something's weird. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's so crazy how those one of my closest friends had a lazy eye. Or, or like a it, it went out in the way, but it, it happened from an accident he was in. Yeah. But he would wear these glasses that I have no idea how they work, but they would make it so that it would like go forward. Wow. I, it, it, was, so it, weird. it was so bizarre. And he would like take them off. He's like, oh yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was very interesting. Huh. I just had surgery where they detached the muscles around my eyeball, then reattached them. So, was huh. it scary? Nah, you're out for most of it. Yeah. For most fun. of it. I would hope for all of it. <laughs> well, I mean, the worst part was when you get out of the surgery, the next day you go back, you have an eye patch on. They take the eye patch off. And the, the stitches are still attached to your eyeball because they have to fine tune it. So you have, you're not in physical pain. It's just mostly uncomfortable. But the doctor wants to adjust it because they want it to be perfect. So when they're doing that, you're fully conscious, but you feel this pressure on your eye from the strings pulling on your eyeball, and your vision is also shifting with it. Oh, so it's my a very goodness. intense, weird sensation. But it's not painful, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. But they gave me Tylenol wow. with coating, so I had that for a week, so I was fine. Right, yeah. Then I had a cool it, scar on my eyeball. For it, like it's only months. painful if you are thinking about it actively. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so you go, <laughs> even, even tricking yourself into, like, even just pretending to try to think about something else can save you from right? what it would actually feel like. Norman Vincent Peale, <laughs> the power of positive thinking. Uh, John, what do you want to give Silence of the Lambs for vibrato? Um, I will give it, uh, I think so much, I think part of the power of it is that so much of it is sort of grounded. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a 75. 
Because in some ways, that makes those moments of vibrato really stand out. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go 80. That's mostly for uh, Anthony Hopkins in that basement. All right. <laughs> Next category, footwork. How would you judge the footwork in Silence of the Lambs? Well, there's that whole walk and talk that Jodie Foster does with Anthony Held on the way to visit Hannibal Lecter. There's also Miggs bouncing around his cell, which she mm-hmm. first yeah. walks down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's capering, I would say. Sure. <laughs> Carrying on. Carrying on. Um, loading up the... There's not a ton of footwork. Like, it's mostly yeah. uh, pedestrian, I would say. Yeah, yeah. but there, there's one you know killer footwork moment, I guess, when Hannibal kills the two guards in that. Sure. You know, a really yeah. critical moment of footwork. It's such like a flourish with the nightstick, like a conductor. Truly. It's just great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was good footwork on his part. Very clever. It was good footwork that he was conducting? No, and that how he got out, how he escaped his cell. It was so, it was so fluid. It was almost, you know, <laughs> like a samurai or a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, so what do you want to give this for footwork? 45. 45. There's also good foot 30. sounds. You know, there's some good boot clopping down hallways. You know? So the Foley sure, people sure. There's did a lot, a lot of running, of a lot of jogging. <laughs> right. The ropes right. course. <laughs> yes, we're aware that feet are moving. Feet exist mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's the, the dog. The FBI do a lot of jogging. Getting mm-hmm. the dog down the well. Some we didn't see how she did it, but right. I also think that's yes, impossible. But we didn't see the moment. But we didn't see that moment actually happen. It happened off screen. Well, that's because that would have well, yeah. that SBA you know I mean? would have stopped them. Yeah. Shut sure, the sure, whole sure. movie down. Yeah, but I thought they owed it to us. So. <laughs> they owed it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on the Criterion Collection Blu-ray that you bought, Mike? Yeah, but it's really hard to watch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I bet. John, it what do you want to get? It's funny when we're talking about it, but when you see it, it is very hard to watch. I always think animal abuse is funny when you talk about it, but then when you see it, it's a real bummer. Yes, That's I the absolutely nature. agree. Huh. Give me an example of it being funny when you talk about it. Uh, fish called Wanda? I was just going to say describing a fish called Wanda, I guess. <laughs> That's true. He's eating all that fish. That's hilarious. Uh, I'll give it a 36. 36. I didn't mean to yell. Um... <laughs> I'll give it a 34. I'll give it an average of 38.33. All right, next category, animal print. The only one I thaw, saw was, is there anything more animal print than an actual skin suit? I was just going to say, it's it's conceptually that, it's pure conceptually animal pure animal. Reducing humans, but I think to an also animal. like the moths. There's something about like the mm-hmm. moths that sure. sort of like those are used a lot. Like if we saw a leopard, would we say this is animal? Print? I guess so, right? If he's on animal with the print, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like I'm the poster go has like this. that the iconic poster, right? With the the, the moth, moth over her mouth. Sure. Yeah, it's low, but also high because it's, it's the, the, <laughs> the the whole ambition of Buffalo Bill is to have the the best animal print. Absolutely. That's so a, we can that's feel complete. He wants. he wants the ecstasy yes, the of transformation. The most dangerous animal. That's what <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. heard. <laughs> um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with 62. 62. I mean, it's the Midwest. I feel like animal print's not like huge right. in the Midwest, maybe. I and again, know. it's the most dangerous game. Yeah. There's a lot of prairie <laughs> I'll go, dresses. I'll go 48. 48. Uh, I'm going to do right in the middle 50 for animal print. 
Give her an average of 50.33. And the last of our canon categories, these are the most essential categories, on a scale of 0 mm-hmm. to 100, how likely are you to recommend Silence of the Lambs to a gay person? <laughs> hmm. God, that that de- depends so much on context. <laughs> no, first time you've met them, they've just mentioned. Their- <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have to be the first time you met them, but imagine you're you're talking. Imagine you're talking to a gay person, uh, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've never seen Silence of the Lambs." How likely are you to be like, "Oh my God, you've got to see this movie." You know, honestly, this is almost <laughs> makes me sound like a politician, but I think that it, gayness would not matter at all. The only thing would matter is mm. if they seem smart at all. You know, anyone can be dumb. And when you're talking to a dumb person, it's so different. Like, I would not recommend most things if I'm talking with a dumb person. I would go like, you know, what do you you think Silence of the Lambs is such a well-made movie and a crowd pleaser that a dumb person could still enjoy it? Yes, to a certain point. Uh But there are types. There are types of people where I and I grew up on the south side of Chicago. So I feel I know a lot of these people where the mere suggestion of like anything in that movie, Mm. it's as though I'm saying, like for me to tell them to watch it, it's as though I'm saying, this is about me. Like that's how these people (laughs) tend to take things where it's that simple, where they kind of can't believe that this is what's going on with me. Uh Or I'm like- (laughs) Like you're endorsing all the behavior in the movie. Yeah, they're going like, you know, like they, they, I I feel like I grew up with a lot of people who would go, why would you make me watch that, man? <laughs> you know, where it becomes this, I'm like, I don't even know where to be. I'm sorry. I thought, uh-huh. you know, they just want something <laughs> something else. Um, but so, you know, I'm going to go with, though, I, I guess I, assuming that this is a, a person that I'm enjoying talking to, I, I would give a 100% recommendation. A hundred? Yeah, if I'm enjoying talking to them, it seems it's such an essential and good movie, and there's so much you can get out of it, and there's so uh-huh. much... All the stuff we're talking about, to me, I'm like, if you like movies, you'll like it. Mm -hmm. Unless there's like something that is is especially like a no-no. If you have the exact memory of the, you know, carrying a lamb and it dying in the cold, you know? (laughs) How dare you recommend this film to me? Yeah, if it will trigger (laughs) that, then I wouldn't recommend it. John, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it is one of, like it's just such a great movie that yeah. you'd say to anyone, like, you should watch it unless you're squeamish right. or something like that. So I'll give it a 97. 97. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do agree. It's like a some probably a perfect movie. I don't know what you would possibly change about it. The only thing, mm. the asterisks I would add is that, like, it is kind of muddy and fumbles its way a bit around the whole trans I, issue I and the gay rights. So, like, to me, it's like I would have to recommend it, but I would have to add some asterisks. So be- I agree, but I don't think it's like anti-trans. Like I think I agree totally, hundred percent with what you're saying. Of like it's it is muddy, it is weird. It sort of has this. Yeah. It, you could you could see it as like a oh they're saying this about that people, even though they have that moment it, it, of like it, oh he's not that. It's maybe too much than the hand of like wh- whoever Jonathan Demi, Demi? or whatever like Demi, I think Demi. It is, yeah. Uh, I, I every when I anytime I read it I always say Dem so you know this was news to me when I heard you say it at the beginning Marty but, to my okay. friends you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it, it could be you know your point of that he's trying to make the point that Buffalo Bill is a person who does not fit in anywhere and so anytime mm. there is going to be a categorization it can't fit so then for that. It's almost like they would have to explain that more as opposed to just saying no to all the 
all the sure. boxes that are, are made for it, I guess. I just think it shows also that this is almost 30 years old, this movie now at this point. Right. And I just think we've come mm-hmm. a long way of our understanding in these issues. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to give it an 80. Give it an average of 92.33. All right, that was the first group of categories. We are now into the <laughs> second group of categories, which is the wheel categories. Yeah, so these are all categories that previous guests have brought in that haven't made it to canon. So we have a wheel right. that I put together here, thanks to an app. <laughs> So I'm going to spin it, and whatever category randomly pops up, that's what we will grade it on. We're going to do so four of these, and then you will add a category, Mike. Great. I know okay. exactly what I want to add. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I hope I don't see it uh, on the wheel. All right. <laughs> Flashback. Flashback. There are some flashbacks. You there are some Clarice. flashbacks in this uh-huh. movie. Mm-hmm. There's two, I think. Yeah, you see her father at first, uh, just like getting home, and then you see the funeral. That weird funeral home flashback. That weird funeral. (laughs) I still think it's weird that there's like an autopsy room and right. It is weird. Like right off of a funeral home. But do you think for a small town, maybe that's not that? Because we got to have two places devoted to death. It's got that small town exempt from every rule thing, you know? But like, I guess my. I get that, but I also think like if those if the smell was so bad that people had to put that weird yeah, white stuff under their nose, don't you think it would have bled out into the people at the at the wake? Not if they were in the basement. But no, she's it, it's not yeah. that they're like yeah, she's right up the room. Yeah, they're, they're right next door. Yeah. So then the problem anyway, with it is, is there that are someone, flashbacks. You, you could accidentally walk in there, and Whoops. how horrifying would that be? Uh, next time, <laughs> lock the door. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a dead body in here. Uh, if there's a sock on the handle, don't come in. Because <laughs> there's a foot that will need that sock. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that for, I'm going to go again where I, I try to answer it sort of based on the overall concept. And since the title of the movie refers to a flashback, which basically mm-hmm. underpins her entire identity as an FBI officer and person, you know, who wants, mm-hmm. you know, who has, again, a sort of Freud pathology totally ready to be just picked apart. Um, but I, I, for that reason, I, I think I'll give it a, I'm going to go with a 70. 70. Yeah. Apparently I read in my research that they were planning on doing a flashback of her with the lamb. But after that scene, after they filmed that scene, Jonathan Demi was like, I guess we don't need to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he shoot. thought the scene was so effective that he was it's like, we truly, don't need to do it's that. It's moving. It is a truly moving yeah. scene. It's so good. She's has her most vulnerable moments with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why they that's end up together. Got her off the game. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will give it a uh, 66. 66. Um, I'm going to give it a 50 because there's only ah. those two, but they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Given an average of 62. What about my argument about the, the whole concept? The I didn't concept. buy it. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Wheel category right. number two. Oh, weird line deliveries. Well, oh, where I mean, do, come on. Where do they end? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you've got Jane yeah, Doe, Lecter. Sure, great big fat <laughs> you've got person. Buffalo Bill. Puss you've lotion got in the basket. Clarice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about, it's almost constant. Yeah, it is basically constant. And it was basically the one I was going to add to the wheel. So now I got to oh, scramble in the back <laughs> oh, of my no. head. <laughs> So for that reason, I mean, I, I guess I'll give it and a kudos to the previous guest, so I'm going to give it a hundred. A <laughs> hundred. There's just so many 
I mean, mm -hmm. in a, literally an iconic. What would you even call the? Yeah, Brad that sound it is forever. <laughs> we all know what that. It's so bizarre, mm -hmm. and it almost doesn't feel even related to what they're saying. Like right. it's so strange in every way. It's like is so that perfect. how you drink wine? Yeah, right. Beans <laughs> like that? I've been doing it wrong, I guess. <laughs> You must be horrible to have dinner with. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 94. 94. Um, it's pretty. I mean, I'm trying to think of a movie that would have weirder line deliveries, or like, you know what I mean? At, at such a because mm -hmm. even like uh -huh. Hannibal Lecter has got weird and Clarice in some ways, mm -hmm. you know. Um, 99. Hell yeah. Give it an average of 97.67. <laughs> All right, wheel category number three. I believe weird line deliveries is from Connie Shin in our Ginger Snaps episode. That was weird line deliveries again, so I'm spinning again. Doing it again, can't do it twice. Waiting in the wings. Waiting in the oh. wings. Hmm. Well, moths in their cocoon. <laughs> sure, sure. True. Waiting for their wings. I mean, Dr. Chilton. Also, He's isn't like Buffalo Bill kind of himself waiting to like make his for his skin suit? Uh huh. <laughs> waiting to fully transform. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. That's yeah. sure. The wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Clarice is kind of waiting as an what you say? Was, I mean, like she's it? a student. What'd you say? Isn't this just what college was? You just go like, ah, I can make that argument. That's what that <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you give me a thesis, I'll find a way to justify it. Because <laughs> right now, yeah, I'm very sold that waiting, on, waiting in the Wings is basically the thesis of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the movie's all about weird line deliveries. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 95 on that. 95. Uh, I'm going to go... Lower that. Well, because I think, she's also um, a cadet, and she wants to be taken seriously by the boss. I think there's a lot. But is uh, she waiting? Uh, I think she's like jumping in some out. Ways. Like, she's, at the beginning, she's waiting. She's, she's waiting to school. feel comfortable mm -hmm. in what she's doing. She's waiting to have the confidence that will silence the lamps. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, one more. Uh, here we go. Uh, Hannibal. He wants to be uh -huh. taken out of there, uh, willing to go to another prison. But he's, he can't get in. Chilton is trying to get into um, uh, uh, medical Spotlight. journals. And Hannibal opened all of them and sees that they were all rejections. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we got it. Okay. All right. You know what? The Hannibal and Chilton arguments bought me. I'll give it a, a 77. 77. Uh, I'm going to give it an 80 for waiting in the wings. All right. Now, wheel category four. It's been that wheel category. Uh, waiting in the wings is from Showgirls with Jeff Hiller. Sassy best friend. Well, would we consider Hannibal Clarice's best friend? I mean, not kind of. Mm. He's definitely sassy. <laughs> yeah. They definitely have a connection, sure. a relationship. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, her friend is pretty milk toast. Like the, the girl are, who yes. plays like her friend. Yeah. I wouldn't call her sassy. No. Yeah, I would say the sass factor is pretty low. It's almost entirely on Chilton. What about those two bug guys to each other? They're not that. Are they sassy? Not really. They're playing that weird bug chess or checkers at the beginning. <laughs> you don't want to play that? <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think of is like Hannibal to Clarice. Maybe, you know what I mean? But yeah. I don't think he's her best friend. No. 
like I think their relationship is far more sort of like cat and mouse than it is best friend. Yeah, but if Change. the book was written in like the fifties, it would end with her realizing they were best friends or him right. realizing it. You know, <laughs> if only this were written in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we want to get this for sassy best friend. This is a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go seventeen for sporadic bits of sassiness, like love your suit. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to go 15. 15. Mm-hmm. I will also go 15. Give an average of 15.67. All right, Mike. The time has come for you to add a category to the wheel, uh, which we could then judge future movies on how gay they are. Uh, um, someone, I'm, I want to think of the best way to phrase this because those other ones were very concise. Um, mm-hmm. Something along the lines of superficially casual. Like, like basically, I, I feel like it, like John Early does this very well, where he mm. acts as though he's being casual, but actually he's like fuming about the thing you just said. He like, can't believe you said that. And so he's actually acting like he's really casual now, but in the way in which Bill is like, oh yeah, I might have heard about her. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wasn't she a big girl? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? uh, so it, playing it cool? Yeah, like something just much, beneath like the surface. Yeah, we're, it, it has to be that it is what almost tips you off to them. Right. You know, where um, it, they, mm-hmm. they are almost playing it like just a hair too much. Uh, losing your mind while playing it cool, something like yeah. that. <laughs> I like that. I like playing it cool under pressure. Yeah, but, but, but then maybe a, cool should be in quotes. Yeah, unable to play mm-hmm. it cool under pressure. Yeah, tries anyway. I, I don't know. Um, tension beneath the surface. Oh, how about too cool under pressure? Too cool because it's too a tell. Too cool under pressure. That's yes. great. Yes. And do you think more movies it. that show too cool under pressure, the gayer they are? That makes them gayer. <laughs> hmm. You mentioned John Early, so that's something. Yes, yes, that, that yes. does help your argument. Yeah. And, and it there there it, there's a sort of like like I, I feel I'm also thinking of Jiminy Glick who I yeah. think the character is married, but he, he like, yeah. reads as gay. Well, I think there's, is, there, mm-hmm. there's definitely, like, a camp element to that because someone clearly tr- is feeling one thing but is presenting something entirely it, different. And it's like, like they Ms. Peacock and Clue it. is very much this. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's like there's this want for you to call, call it out so that we can just get to the fight. <laughs> You know, like that's what that's what Buffalo Bill wants. He wants you to it. just call, call it out so we can I can start shooting at you. I get it. Great. Um, too cool under it's, pressure. It's a, it's a, a you know sort of a trademark as well of uh, Nathan Lane. It's absolutely. You know, like I would oh, say yeah. that there is constant <laughs> conflict around that in the birdcage. <laughs> right, just this anxiety, <laughs> but not admitting you're feeling yes. anxi- you know, anxiety. You know, he took his Purin tablets, so he's cool now, but. <laughs> so what do you want to give Silence <laughs> of the Lambs for too cool under pressure? Hmm, yeah, okay. Uh, well, I would also say that because this is a college paper I'm writing, I would say that it's also, <laughs> Chilton does it as well, and so does, like, Clarice's yeah. character is trying too hard, like that is what she is first called out for when she meets Lecter. 
is that right. she is acting like she's really tough, but actually she's a cadet. She transitions to the, hey, fill out the survey too early. It went, yes, yes. Right. Um, <laughs> and then also I would say same deal with Chilton and the want for like acting like he's not furious that the, his rejection letters were opened. <laughs> right. And then like the next day he's having all his stuff torn up and he's, you know, really being a dick. What a great actor that guy is though. Yeah, like, truly, Chilton. truly. <laughs> he's so good. Um, so what do you want to give this for too cool under pressure? 75. 75. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. 75. 75. Uh, I'll give it 65 for too cool under pressure. I buy all those things, but for the totality of the movie, it was sold a lot in my college tone for sure. Yeah. It was was imperious, but also vulnerable. Yeah. You're a straight white man. I have to listen to you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because you just don't want to hear the other shit. You don't, you know, just go move along. (laughs) All right. So now we are into the final group of categories. Don't you worry. This is the. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Never mind. I forgot. We have a, this is a new scoring system. Second to yeah, last yeah. round. So We've got three more three more categories to go. You're gonna go we're in the homes. Don't you worry. They're going to go lock <laughs> I'm not worried. Okay. This is the bonus round. And so these are things. These are pure. Your movie is not penalized for not scoring well in these. Okay, great. So instead of one to, zero to 100, we're doing zero to five. Zero to ten. So this is a percentage... Oh, excuse me. Zero See, to ten. you're not perfect so is... either, John. Now, all right. I didn't say I was. I didn't say you I was jumped perfect. Jumped down my throat. No, when Mark I was... is in charge. Ha 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 ha. Zero to ten percent. So zero to ten. Okay. Yes. So this will be percentage bonus of categories I already have. Great. So if you get a zero, it's not like you lose points. Okay. All right. So the first one, makeover. Oh, wait, and where did these questions come from? Also, guess. Some of them are guess. Some of them are original from when we started. Got it. Uh, so the first one, makeover montage. <laughs> there's makeovers uh, i guess yeah. but no yeah, real yeah, montages yeah. well there's a, there? there's yeah. a, a, a like a, a continuous you know as, as far as life is just a montage you know we we see him in that dancing scene i i feel mm-hmm. we actually watch him go from man to woman Sure, but is that a montage? That no, a absolutely shot? not. No, I can't. I can't. I can't make that argument. Uh, I guess wearing a skin suit of some ways is almost like a physical representation of a montage. Wearing he, some, you know, you know what I mean? It's like different types of montage. skin. He he's building a montage. If, if the Fab Five came in and they changed that life for him, it, it would be. The only thing that skin suit needs is a French cuff or a French tuck. <laughs> Just a splash of color. <laughs> so what do you want to give this for makeover montage for zero to ten percent i i get i'll give it about a two percent two i'll give it a one a one yeah one sounds right to me we're being very <laughs> generous i feel like yeah <laughs> all right next uh bonus cheerworthy cameos oh absolutely we we dm'd about one of them uh chris mm-hmm. isaac chris isaac yeah chris isaac there's also roger corman Who's the FBI director? Yeah. And isn't like Who's Roger there's another Corman? one too? Roger Corman was like an old producer of like B movies from like the sixties and seventies and like Oliver Stone, Ron Howard all got their start making movies for him because he just made like just you know like exhibition. Isn't uh, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or that like, kind of oh, stuff? Wow. No. <laughs> oh, that wasn't him? Okay. But a, movies like that essentially. But he who who was yeah. he in and, He uh, was like the head of the FBI. He's like on one phone call. Because Jonathan Demi, Hayden Burke. Jonathan Demi got his start through him oh, that's as awesome. well, so he puts him in the movie. Oh, that's trivia I love. That's great. I love trivia. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, but Chris um, Isaac, also yeah. George Romero. Who's George Romero uh, was, in this? Uh, he was uh, when uh, Doctor Chilton comes in with the guards to remove Clarice in that last scene she has. He's like the weird bearded man who's like just with. He's just oh, with great! Them. Love George. Romero. Wow, great! That's a good one. Those will now produce cheers from me. <laughs> And I'll make everyone know that that's what is happening. People you know? love that when you tell <laughs> yeah. them what is happening yes. in a movie. If you're watching a movie with me, you know what's happening with every moment because I am pausing <laughs> and I am explaining. And why you personally love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to give this for cheerworthy cameos? Out of 10, I, I, I'll give it, I'm going to go five. Five. Uh, I'll go, let, how many did we count? We counted three. Three. I'll give it, didn't we? Roger Corman, Chris Isaac, George Romero, who else? Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. I'll give it, uh, well, according to IMDb, there's also uh, Ted Talley, the guy who, the screenwriter. Uh huh. He was uh, one of the FBI tactical team members. I lose my shit uh, every time Ted Talley shows up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give it a four. A four. Uh, I'm going to give it a five because I literally, I think when I saw Roger Corman, I went, hey. Because I forgot he was in this. <laughs> so that's what counts that's for a cheer, cheer when hey! you're by yourself. And you're yes, right. absolutely. <laughs> All right, next bonus category, pool trouble. Well, there's a head in a jar, not quite yeah. a real uh, traditional pool, mm-hmm. but it's definitely true. But beyond, there's not a lot of swimming. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the bodies wash up in different river channels. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Is a well a pool? Right, exactly. It's the, it's the little yeah. opposite of a pool. It's all deep end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that Tony Robbins Netflix documentary where he goes like yeah. to his backyard and he has a tiny like two foot by two foot it seems square pool. He jumps in it and he totally is, is submerged to his head. It's the craziest. He's, that's when I knew he's too rich. Yes. Abso- oh, absolutely. When you're doing when you're well, customizing no, it like that. <laughs> no, but I think that that's a thing you get in spas a lot where I think it's either like super co- I think it's like super cold. Like there's a point of like jumping diving in just to like immerse your body in this like the freezing cold water. The fact is if you own you one of those out. in your house, you are too rich. I, right, but now I'm kind of aspiring <laughs> to it. My my main <laughs> sort of if I had money kind of aspiration would be really advanced Japanese toilet. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which feels similar to that. That's like the poorer version of that. I would just want brand new socks every day. (laughs) Every day? There's nothing better than brand new. (laughs) New, There's nothing better than brand new socks. Uh, What do you want to give this for pool trouble? There's not a lot. Just because I I like adding more numbers to Mm -hmm. to the score, I'm going to go one. Sure. One. Okay. I'll go. I'll go one as well for the head in the jar. They, yeah, right, the I'll head in the jar, the and they. Jar. You know what? The bodies mm. are bloated by the water. There's the implication <laughs> of water all over the place. Sure. Yeah. All right. I'm also going to give it one. All right. Next category: witches. How witches? How witchy is Silence of the Lambs? I guess it's there's some is something. Yeah. Witchy there's... about Lecter and that he's like giving clues. Like he's like, you know, there is something. Yeah, like, and there's also something. And there's also something witchy about like shoving a moth down like your right. Your right. Bed. It feels like a spell. Yes. Yeah, it's like occult mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Because also, if you think of his end goal as making the full skin suit, then what? You know, so it's already. Yeah, he can't go to the store like that. Now what's he gonna do? He's yeah. anticipating well, some magic can't. that's gonna happen. <laughs> you know, like he he basically has a magical 
perspective on what the future will be. I imagine like Buffalo Bill, if he was around now, he'd wear this full skin suit like to the grocery store, but would refuse to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. He's like, I'm already wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He holds it up a little bit. Then that's where we hear the noise. Now he makes the Hannibal sucking noise. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, so what do you want to give this for witches? Zero to 10%. I'm going to go... Four percent. Because because his driving ambition is so occult. I, I it's <laughs> it's his driving thing. He's a I modern witch. So, I'll give it a one for that. I think he's on the, <laughs> I think he's on the cover of Modern Witch, isn't he? <laughs> I only saw the cover. Did not read it. Oh, I see. Um, you just need the headlines. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, for Modern it. Witch. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give it a three. For witches. All right, next category. Gay actors playing gay roles. Well, this is a tough one. We don't have any, like, definite gay roles, even though we've got two gay... Actually, I think Anthony Held is also gay, I'm pretty sure. Who plays Dr. Chelsea. Oh, yeah, Uh but I don't know if we could even say that's a gay role, because... Yeah. And to head the jar is probably a prop. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Ted Levine is gay. (laughs) Spent all those years on Monk. You can't be on a USA detective show and be gay. Yeah, they just wouldn't no. let you. No. No, you'd quit. You'd have to. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm walking out of burn notice. <laughs> so what do you want to do for a gay actor's gay role? College your way out of this. Yeah, honestly, this does feel like a zero one. Like, I, I can't. Because they're... Although we... We're not convinced well, that three I mean, is a gay role. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right? It's tough. So... Is that a zero, Mike? That's what I'm hearing. I mean, are we are we are we uh, saying that uh, Clarice and Hannibal Lecter hooking up is canon? It's not in this movie, and I don't think that happens in Hannibal. They think they changed the ending. Because I mean, Hannibal. you could still say, well, if Clarice could be gay, yeah, right. But there's no evidence that she is. But there's nothing contra- making it contrary. But the movie, that. I think, needs to go out of its way to say, hey, they're gay. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, there really is not. So, Mike, the time is coming. I'm going to go with the zero. Zero. Yeah. I'll go zero as well. All right. <laughs> I will also go with a nine. No, I'm going to give it a zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next category. Themes of mothers. <laughs> Themes of mothers. Well, <laughs> I guess you have the senator's mother. Right. The, the That's mama true. senator. Also, in the way that when someone is a psychopath and they have this kind of fascination, I, I, I honestly, um, I just had a moment of revelation where I realized, oh, I guess there's not stuff about his mom. Right, we don't get <laughs> like, I almost backstory. just assumed there was. Right? Yeah. Apparently in the book, there's a lot more about it. You could learn a lot more about uh, James Gum's abusive childhood. Right. Read the book, so that'll be fun <laughs> for the beach read. Oh, because oh, also Red Dragon had an abusive, I think, grandmother. Sure. Have you ever, I've read, I read, um, I spent last night going through the Wikipedia entry of every, all the books in the series. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the Hannibal one is fucked up. Like he goes all grand goodnall. <laughs> it's like crazy. He's like lost Thomas Harris damn near lost his mind. I think they gave him $5 million to write a sequel. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got nothing else in this tank, so we're going crazy. I mean, that's even what the movie, the second movie felt like, where it, it was shot so mm-hmm. differently. In my memory, yeah. it's very blue heavy. It feels like there's like blue filter on everything. I can't even remember. Who directed the Hannibal? Do we even remember? 
Anybody? Nope. I don't. That's how good it is. Yeah. So we want to get this for our themes of there is <laughs> Catherine does scream for her mother while she's yeah, in the well. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. So for that reason, and I guess, you know, it, it, and the cannibal has a thing of like, did it harden your nipples? Can you feel it yeah. when you're screaming? Yeah. There was a theme of mother to that right. conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know what? Because if the movie were uh contemporary, I think that Buffalo Bill would say that he is the mother of that dog. And so sure. for that reason, sure. I'm like go. I'm a dog. He's one of those people on Instagram, like I'm a dog mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, still maintaining the killing on the side. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that reason, I go. Th- I'm gonna go three percent. Three. I'll give it a two. Two. Uh, I'm also gonna go two. All right. Next category: dramatic smoking. Dramatics. Was there any smoking? There's just like the dry ice again in that scene where that one guard is sort of oh right yeah. does the there's not like a, there's i don't think there's any, think cigarette, there's any smoking. cigarette does the, the her boss doesn't smoke cigarettes i don't think so it just kind of like feels like time. cigarette smoke to me a little bit i feel like if this was in the 70s or 80s they would all be smoking yeah I mean, if this was the 70s and 80s they'd all be smoking <laughs> that's all people did they had nothing else to do eating steak yeah having butter <laughs> um but there's not even anybody on fire yeah <laughs> no What's it going to be, Mike? It's got to be a zero. A zero. I'm going to give it a 0. 0.5 for that one thing, that one scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Do you want to go 0. 0.5 as well, Mike? No, no. I I, um, <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, you have integrity. Yeah, you know, I didn't say it. And I'll always know that that 0. 0.5 is not true. Well, you know, your zeros justify your hundreds. You know what <laughs> I mean? Okay, that feels like backhanded. <laughs> Not at all. All right, next category. This is the last of the bonus round. Okay. Quips on a scale of zero to ten percent. How quippy is Silence of the Lambs? Okay. Hannibal's pretty quippy. Okay. Yes, he's definitely quippy. Suit. Yeah, and they're so good. And when uh, Clarice says that's the sort of thing Migs would say, he goes, "Not anymore." Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So it's like a <laughs> sort of scary another round. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And I, I feel like I, I also this podcast is making me realize I, I think the last time I watched it, I've become obsessed with Chilter. He's kind of all I want to talk about. Um but I feel that one of the ways in which he he is inferior is that he tries to have pithy biting things, but they are <laughs> they always fall flat and then he results or uh, uh decides to, you know, do brute force and then right. You know, he, he wishes he was a little pithier, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but are there any other? I don't I think that's it for quips, really. I, I yeah, almost feel pretty... like there has to be one <laughs> from uh, a cop about Clarice being a woman or from a is. cop about um, the body. Because I feel that there's a line where someone says like, these are human beings or something where they're reprimanding someone in within one of those moments. I don't hmm. know. It's mostly them being quietly looking around and like she shushes them out of the autopsy. I'll watch it again yeah, yeah. tonight. I'll watch, You'll it, watch again. it again. Get back okay. to us. If we I'll let us know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll record this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so what do you want to do for quips? So uh, I'm going to go with, because the quips are so strong because they come from Hannibal, I'm going to go yes. five. Five. 
Because even I'm the Bob with... Beans thing is a quip, you know? Sure. Sure. I'll give it a three. Three. Uh, I'm going to give it a five because there's not a lot of quips, but I think when most people in America have heard these lines before, that's pretty yes. good. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll give it a five. All right. We are now into these are the last. Uh, essentially, we're towards the end. This. All right. Let me just say <laughs> we're calling this the iconic round. These are three iconic. These are the Titans. Think of them as an umbrella under which all these other categories can live. So the first one on a scale of zero to 100, homoeroticism. On a scale of zero to to 100, how homoerotic is Silence of the Lambs? And you know what I noticed? This time there's hardly any scenes where it's two men together or two women together. It's always a man and a woman Mm -hmm. in almost every single scene. So that's really hard for homoeroticism. Yeah. Right. Actually, when I, you know, because this is one of those movies you see at various points as you're growing up. And it's sort of one that I I always thought basically before I was an adult that he was gay. And then so when I when I like bought it and I was going to watch it and, you know, not have my phone and just only watch it. (laughs) I, I kept sort of looking for that and then coming away by going, I don't know at all what is going on with him, actually. Like, he seems beyond sex. It's, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very, yeah. So it feels to me like the homoeroticism would be very low, other than that I'm sure it, it was exciting to see him dancing with his penis tucked in right. some way, if, especially if you were <laughs> uh, a, a young kid who thinks he might be gay, and then you're seeing this fit guy dancing <laughs> sure yeah you know, it depends yeah. on the age to the us skin... i feel like i watch it now i'm like huh nice the skin head cap though does tamp down the eroticism just yes, a, yes. a skosh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty low i especially on reviewing like it's one where i, I could have i would have thought having only seen it 20 years ago or something that it, there would be some it is truly not at all. I, I think even say. in the Hannibal TV show, it's all understated, like the relationship between Hannibal and Will. Like, uh-huh. They're coded as gay, but it's never explicit, you know? And that's recent. Yeah, right. So what do you want to yeah. give this for homoeroticism? I, I guess I'll go a 10. 10. Yeah, I'll go five. Five. Um, I'm going to go four. It's not very homoerotic. Yeah, but maybe you'll make up some points here. Camp factor. How campy is Silence of the Lambs? I mean, highly campy, I would say. Yeah, but but in in that it it, it's campy in that it's um (laughs) almost more of like a campfire (laughs) kind of campy to me, where it's like it's like hold on, hold on. I'm gonna understand what camp is. Yes, yes, yes. Let me, here's the specific context that I'm going to frame my paper here. It is the person who is telling this story around a campfire is going for maximum campiness within the storytelling. All right, so I'm framing it as a campfire. And so every detail of it as a scary story is like, it it is something older kids tell younger kids to scare them forever. Where it's like the head in a jar. There are all of these tropes of just like urban legends basically. urban legend yeah 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 where it's so it, it's like the camp version of this kind of storytelling but it's so grounded that it doesn't feel like it is but it right and again with the putting 
the idea that his transformation will be complete when he puts on the skin suit is the most ludicrous idea I've ever heard. That even his like psychosis is kind of campy. But Ed Gain did it. That thing really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was like that was pure mother, right? Like he was trying to like recreate, bring his mom back from the dead. That I'm like, he's trying to reanimate. He was like, weird. Okay. Yeah, he he's was weird. weird as shit. <laughs> with this, I'm like, the, wow, just, very strong. I'll be judgmental with Judge <laughs> and say he was kind of weird. Uh-huh. But this, it, it, it's so much. It's almost like the Gein one makes some sort of like dumb sense. Sure, you, you get know, it. If you're like a, a total. Mm-hmm. His mom is his best friend, and she was like mean and all the sort of things you can picture. It almost makes sense of that he's someone who is, you know, uh, in Arrested Development, and he's bringing back his mom by cutting up corpses or whatever. <laughs> sure. With this guy, the thing is, it's so, um, by not locking it down in any of these things, by not saying it's like, yes, he's transsexual and wants to do, and instead it could just be anything, it's, it is scarier because you're like, it's the scariest possible because it, it, it doesn't have a pathology that you can There's really no to it, work yeah. with, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's the campiest version of a, okay. of a psycho. So <laughs> if you had to give it a number. Just to um, shock you guys, <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a, just a nice even 90. 90? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is up there with Adam's family values. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't think this movie is campy almost at all. Sure, I think, sure. Uh, also, like, apparently the FBI, like, uses this movie to, like, help, like, recruit people. <laughs> and I think if the FBI is, em- is embracing your movie, it's not very campy. Um, Can I have a rebuttal, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will allow it. <laughs> Let me say that the, the actual reasoning, though, of these government places kind of relies on this psychological campiness where they're all going, they're all, when they're not doing the thing, they are like little kids tumbling around preparing for the thing. And they're all like, well, when the day comes where I got to do my, it's a sort of campy way of living your life. I guess it's like how like the army will help like Marvel make an Avengers movie. Because yes. like, I too am an Avenger, kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's like... And it's part of the reason I joined is because, yeah, yeah, it's all, all right. I there. wanted to be Ant-Man. <laughs> I'd love uh, to be Ant-Man. Ant-Man. <laughs> Can you imagine? Getting to go subatomic, oh my God. Ugh, riding on an oh. ant. <laughs> Fun. John, what are you going to give uh, it? I'm going to give it a seven. A seven? Sure. Sure. Um, I don't think this movie is campy at all. I I agree with that. I mean, a head in a jar is probably as campy as it gets. Or even just like sewing human skin. A little over the top. Um, Yeah. Uh, I have a quick list of uh, campy things I noticed in this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Running through the fall leaves. The mere existence of Chris Isaac being offended that a trainee has been sent to interview you, a serial killer. Calling someone a rube, pairing fava beans with a nice Chianti, antiques, televangelists, those fake city streets the FBI uses for training, dinosaur bones, super weird bug guys, going to the beach with a SWAT team surveillance, the name Plum Island Animal Disease. 
Aussies Research Center. Calling someone else's shoes second rate. Being at your wit's end when your prisoner won't moisturize. Bon Appetit Magazine. Murdering someone and getting really presentational with their corpse. Birdhouses, tchotchkes, and Maribol. Jonathan Demi tricking us with who's at what house. An FBI logo oh. cake. And some finally, someone whose whole job is slicing cake. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that this is... I do think there are some camp... Uh, Elements is this the campiest movie I've ever seen? No, but it's not. Not I don't. I think there is some camp. I'm going to give it a 35 for camp. That's reasonable. Very reasonable. (laughs) And then finally, (laughs) over the top wardrobe on a scale of zero to 100. The wardrobe I think is pretty like pedestrian, except I think uh, Chilton. Uh He's like almost clownish. Yes, exactly. I think that mask that uh, Hannibal Lecter wears. I mean, like that is iconic. iconic. Like terrifying. We don't see enough Didn't of the need wire to be that. That like. Well, the, if it said on the wiki that that mask, I think, was specially made by someone who they make helmets of some kind or something. It was like a. They, mm-hmm. I think, some person was commissioned to design that. I uh, hope so. I, I mean, but I'm saying <laughs> that, like, that it was. I'm, I'm, like, I'm saying like for the movie. Yeah, it's it's an old relic. Uh, it, but Jonathan Demi just had it. Yeah, he's like throw this off. Uh, but I mean, I think someone designed it for sort of that maximum effect in the movie. I don't think you would ever see one of those on a per. I mean, mm-hmm. but then maybe they used it again in Con Air. <laughs> we can Who can remember that. though? Who can remember Con Air? That's a hair dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think anything here is really over the top. It's iconic yeah. for sure, but not quite yeah. over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like stylized more than over the top. Right. So if you had so to give for, it a number. For the Chilton of it, I'll give it a 15. 15. Which, like, I feel like a five, his hair, his head looks like a five. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, you uh, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a, I'll give it. Not denying it. <laughs> I'll give it a 17. 17. Um, I'll give it a 20. Give it an average of 17.33. All right, finally, last two categories. This is all or nothing. We all agree on it. Either gets all these points or not. No more averages. 15% bonus for positive portrayal of homosexuality. I don't think we can do it. Yeah, I don't think it gets anything. I don't think there's any. Uh, all right. Finally, the very last category, negative 50% points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie it's Boat not Trip, boat so trip. We will not penalize it 50%. Yeah, that was close, points. though. Oh, that was close. <laughs> I was getting nervous. <laughs> all right, so that's it. My, How do you think you did? Where do you think you ended up? God, um... Somewhere in the 70s, I guess I would guess. Except we don't only have 62. <laughs> no, no, he he's oh, oh the final percentage. Like, I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got it. Got it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you how you did right now because I have those numbers. Out of a total possible <laughs> two thousand two hundred and point thirty-seven points, Silence of the Lambs has scored one thousand four hundred fourteen point seventy, giving a percentage of sixty-four point twenty-nine percent, making it the twenty-first gayest movie ever wow. not as wow. gay as ginger snaps but gayer than nine to five wow <laughs> honestly okay I, I my prediction came true first of all 
Um, I feel really good about this. I think he should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is. I think we may need to revisit nine to five. That was the Lambert's gayer. So it's maybe unfairly maligned. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, great job, Mike. Thank wow. you. Let we me uh, one question though before, Please. just because it was also the last question. W- was Bow Trip the end for Kuba? Civilization? <laughs> like, did, did he just, did his whole career just, was that like, because I know then shortly after that he did like Snow Dogs or. But he the, did uh, OJ, mm-hmm. American Crime Story. I did think people like him in that? Yeah, he was really good. Oh, oh, okay. I was. I never know. I always. I feel like I watch something and I just assume everyone hates everything. And I think he I, was like a case study in like how winning the best supporting actor can like ruin your career because like I the totally first agree. movie you make at like Halle yeah. Berry's was like uh, Catwoman after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It just. Yeah. Oh, what? Right. That sucks. That's such a, a. That sucks to win an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. But that immediate. <laughs> yeah. What is the that? I, I feel like it's the thing we're all scared of doing in the event of you get success and then you. You do the exact wrong thing. There's nowhere to go. but yeah. uh, Well, thank you so much, Mike. Great job. Thank Valuable so insights. Yes, it's a delight to have you. Is this there very, anything very you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Uh, well, I, the, the movie Guest House is an indie movie I did with Polly Shore. The Weasel. Ooh. The Weasel. weasel. Uh, and <laughs> it comes out on I think, September 4th. Great. It's just around the corner. Video on demand, whatever the this stuff This will be is. out September second. Actually, it'll be it. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Okay. So then I want to plug that for sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Oh, and you know, Lauren Lapkus is uh, Patreon, which is Patreon slash Lauren Lapkus. Wonderful. Thank you so much, <laughs> Mike. Terrific. Yeah. Job. Thanks, guys. Thank and you. And we'll be, be right, right back. back. We're back. back. That was fun. Oh, that was so much. That was so much fun. It was such. A, it is such a great movie. It's a fantastic. Uh, it was really movie. nice to watch it again. I don't know anybody who doesn't like it. I can see it being like too scary or like just like too grim mm-hmm. if that's not your cup of tea. Right, right, right. Uh, but I mean, Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, top of their game. Jonathan Demme, is a great mm-hmm. one of the great American directors. So great. Uh, I in my research, Jodie Foster said this is one of her favorite performances of hers. And the one of the weirdest things I found out was that apparently before this movie, Anthony Hopkins and Martha Stewart were dating. And after seeing this movie, he, he freaked her out so much that she broke up with him because she like she was so creeped out by him. Martha, Which relax. Like, How? Uh, what? That's got to be the weirdest sex that has ever happened. Anthony Hopkins. No, I think Martha Stewart's probably like a Hellcat. You think so? Yeah, I think she's like a wild, like she's doing a show with Snoop. She's like a wild child. Okay. Haven't you ever seen her on Conan? Like he has her like drinking, like eating Taco Bell. And I think she that, no. I think it's a bit of a, a put on her. Like I'm Martha's Vineyard. You know what I mean? I feel like she's like oh, a right, wild right, child right. at heart. I've always okay, believed that about Martha Stewart. <laughs> interesting. I didn't know that that, uh, well, it's the ones on who present story. themselves that way are the ones that you got to look out for. You know what I mean? The more stuffy oh, and uptight. Right, right. Look like, at Mike oh, Pence. Mm-hmm. He probably loves eating shit right, straight from an asshole. Oh, you know he's a scat queen. Yes. A hundred percent. Quaid princess. He wishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's see, how do we segue this? Speaking of scat princesses, uh, we've got an email. No, we shouldn't say that. No, we should talk about the new scoring system. How do you think it oh, went? Let's talk about the new scoring system. I thought it went well. I thought I think um, it like it's fresh brevity. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it is it more brevity? Well, there's less bonus category. I think there there are like mm-hmm. maybe five less categories that we're doing. That's true, but the, we we made it so that the percentage points, the the amount of points is a, is the same. Right. So it's not as as different as some of those earlier movies. Are. Right. We're trying to keep things level. We don't want any mm-hmm. crazy aberrations. But I like a healthy churn in the overall ranking. I think it's good because we were in yeah. the, those Muppet doldrums are a thing at the past now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where are the Muppets now? They're pretty. They're like not even on Disney Plus. Anymore. Muppets now. There you go. They introduced Have a new, watched I watched the first one. Well, this is a month old now at this point, but the first one, there's a new gay Muppet, Harold. He's a pig. He's great. Uh, he's like in his fifties. Okay. He wears like a satin shirt. He looks like he loves Palm Springs. <laughs> he's like fanboy. He fanboys over RuPaul in the opening episode. He's fantastic. And also Uncle oh, wow, Deadly's in it. Uncle Deadly. Yeah. They made him gay. He yeah. wasn't gay initially. Well, I mean, look at him. How is he not gay? You know what I mean? He's I mean, Vincent Price essentially. Yeah, basically. He, that's when he, they first introduced him when he did the first on the show. So anyways, I think the new scoring system is worrying. I think it's great. But if we, think... <laughs> you don't, let us know. Is there a category you missed? Yeah, yeah. Well, you should have spoken up a month ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of speaking up. There we, we go. go. We got an email from a listener. Uh, this is from, uh, I think it's Jono. Uh, it is entitled Laughter in the Time of Corona. Oh. And uh, he writes, I recently discovered your podcast and I'm in heaven. Uh, thanks to your making it worse, I heard you both and immediately listened to Two Old Queens. I had a hard time choosing my first episode, but there was Showgirls. Uh, um, uh, and this, I'm sure you've heard this before, but the guests, the movies, the categories, my gentleman companion or common law partner, whichever makes you not barf, is regularly amused by my shortling, snortling, thigh slapping, and gleeful giggling throughout the day. You have become the perfect soundtrack to my daily housework. Thank you for bringing so much laughter into my life. Uh, and then he says, P.S. I think it's time for some early uh almodovar 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 uh, preferably what what have what have i done to deserve this mm, i don't know that one um i don't know that one either but thank you Jono. Um, that's like I'm a so high compliment that... being played while someone's cleaning the house <laughs> i'm serious because yes. that's the thing you put like to me i put on like 90s uh ladies of country when I'm like cleaning, that's my go-to. Is that, that like, it's like your treat so that like, oh, this will like, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing housework, which I don't want to do, but I get to listen to this. But so it also it feels okay. like grounded, you know what I mean? It's like domestic issues generally, <laughs> you know? So it feels like sure, sure. of a theme. Mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> like if I was working on the car. It's I'd all of a piece. It's all, my whole life is a piece of a piece. <laughs> what do you listen to when you're cleaning the house? Uh, mostly podcasts. Really? You love a three times speed. A two X, not three X. Two X, excuse me. <laughs> You're not a size queen. A speed queen? Thank you. I'm a speed queen. Yeah, I like it in and out. We got to move okay. on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you, Jono. If you guys uh, uh, have anything you want to email us, you can do that at two old queens at two old queens. That's TWO old queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at. Mm-hmm. Two old queens, TWO old queens. Follow me on Letterboxd where I maintain the current rankings with the guests and the categories. Let us know what you think about this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> anything. I'd love to hear from you. Anything. Are you a fan just, of Chilton's? Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> we don't know what movie we're doing next week. Look, it's Corona. Things are crazy. No yeah, one's been air, but, you know. less busy and more overwhelmed at the same time. 
But if you follow us on those social medias, we will you'll know we'll let you in know. plenty of time. Plenty yes. of time to watch the movie. To watch the movie so you can really be a part of the conversation, even though all you're doing is listening. Exactly. Great. All right. <laughs> well, that's it for us. We'll see that's you next it. week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.